You're listening to Well, I Laughed, part three of Welcome to New York, here and there. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Um, We just went live on Instagram, and if my voice sounds maybe quieter to you, it's because I'm trying not to die actively. That's it. That's all you need to know. Maya has a apparently incurable form of Victorian child syndrome. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like weak and melancholy. I was I was so like when we got back down to sea level, I was like, oh fuck, like I kind of didn't want to feel better because I also didn't want it to like feel like it was elevation because I'm sure. I'm not that bitch. Of course. You know? You're a Colorado I'm native. From Colorado. You've the been here before. The fact that I had to use one of those O2 canisters was like debilitating I'm for like, me. I'm like, "Oh, look at that. The thing I've only ever seen advertised on the it train may, at the he, airport." Casey was like, "Do you want the O2 canister?" And like in my heart, I was like, "I probably should." And I was like, quietly, I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Jacob." And I was like, <laughs> We have one weak woman over here. Could we get the weak woman special? I was like... (laughs) I remember at one point trying to kind of put a little bow on it. Because it did kind of get like a little bit of a vibe that you didn't want a lot of people to know. No! But it was... I asked, so what does it taste like? Because that is legitimately Mm. something I'm curious about. And I forget if it was you or Casey who was like, air. It tastes like air. And I was like, okay, don't normalize it. That's why. <laughs> yeah. He brought it down and uh, he like, I like went into the room to like use it. Cause I was like, no one can watch me do this. It's embarrassing. I don't want to. Dear listener, we were above 10,000 feet after she had been below sea level at yep. various points yeah. the day before. And she was embarrassed that she had to have just a little bit of canned air. Because um, I think those things are dumb, but it did really, <laughs> did really help. I had, I had like a crackling in my chest. I was like, I have pneumonia. You know what Ina Garten would say? No. If you can't make your own air, store bought is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Yeah. No, it was a wonderful time. Uh, being yeah. up in the mountains was fantastic. For those of you who, um, I don't know if we've really prefaced this story well at all, because we were just talking about it on the on the. Um, live, but we were up at Casey's house in Breckenridge, Colorado, which is way up high in the mountains. And then his house is up in like one of the the suburbs, um, kind of on the other side of the ski hill. So it's at like eleven thousand feet. Um, and yeah, so uh, Casey and I spent Christmas in New York City. We got back on the twenty seventh, like pretty late, and then less than twenty four hours later, we were up in Breck yeah. at the eleven thousand feet. And so, um, yeah, and. The entire day of New Year's Eve, I was, like, down for the count. Yes. I was, like, in bed. I came out to, like, get breakfast and stuff. <laughs> I ended up putting a mask on because I, like, could not stop coughing. And I, I didn't want to, like, make people uncomfortable or anything. And then I just ended up going back into the room, had a little menti B as you do, and then ended up watching the uh, American Kennel Association's finals <laughs> for Best in Show. Really enlightening. You... <laughs> Do you remember what our last social moment together on the trip was, really? No. Before you fell ill? No. The last thing Maya and I did together, along with about six of our other oh, closest Shotsky. friends. Oh, Shotsky. No. Oh. We watched Cocaine Bear oh, together. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you were so clearly on the verge of getting sick. 
We watched Cocaine Bear together. Movie is so unhinged. Friends, I know, I know. I did that episode six months ago at this point. (laughs) I had never seen it. I think it's pretty clear at this point. I'm kind of like a pink unicorn and rainbows kind of guy. I don't do horror all that well at all. And so I was just like, ah, Cocaine Bear, like. I know what the story is. I don't need to see it. It's whatever, right? Who watches that alone? Well, when you're in a cabin for New Year's weekend, you and six or seven of your other friends all make a series of cocktails, warm up a couple of cup of noodle ramens, and you have the funniest movie night. If you have not watched it, watch it. If you don't like gore, though, I will warn you that it's like they use gore as like shock factor funny. It's a comedy gore. It's a comedy gore, but it is still like... Because I, I think I, there after... There is red paint in places, yes. I did start getting high again. Because that was a different day. <laughs> that was the second... Because you guys came on the 29th. That was mm-hmm. the 30th. That yes. was the night of the 30th. So I was high. And at one point I was like... I think I'm too high to watch this movie, and I'm not that high. When a leg falls from a tree, yeah. normally that would gross me out, but it was kind of so clearly a fake, not yeah. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's leg, mm-hmm. that I couldn't stop from laughing. Yeah. I don't do horror, I don't do dystopia, and I thought it was and maybe the funniest thing I watched in 2023. Character actress. Margot Martindale. Was it? She made us believe everything. 15 minutes in, I just remember going... Is that character actress Margot Martindale? I think it was just you and me. Me, and, like, you and Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. The three of us got the joke instantly. And no one else even It's a BoJack Horseman reference, you guys. She plays herself as character actress, actress Margot, Margot Martindale. Martindale. And it's actually really important to several plots in that show. And she show. was also like shockingly good in I that movie. I believed her as the park ranger who had been unfairly passed over for promotion. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And also as the one who did not know what to do with her gun. It was really funny. <laughs> um, when she brings the stethoscope up to her mouth and goes, bear. <laughs> yes. That's camp. That's, that's camp. A really We've been camp. having a long-running conversation in our friend group as to what's like camp versus what's cringe versus what's parody of yeah. itself. And camp has to have a certain level of like awareness. Mm-hmm. That's camp. It's also so funny because I think the people that found her like that didn't know there was or were kind of aware there was a cocaine bear, but like not really aware. Right. And so imagine you're in that scenario. You walk on this like bloody massacre scene and someone just says bear to you in a stethoscope That's and you're up like to your ears yeah you're like yeah what's so funny is there are in that here. scene as i'm now recalling it that is actually not the scene margaret martindale dies in no oh, it's not spoiler but yeah. i mean come on um most of the people you meet in that movie will die because it's a horror, it's a horror comedy, comedy movie yeah um yeah, not actually the scene where she dies in it, which I think I is also, also so funny. Shocked that the bear doesn't die. <laughs> That's right. I fully forgot about that. The bear to die. Who's also a mother. <laughs> that was what? A big plot Yes. Too. Elizabeth Banks. What? Oh, also the. F- <laughs> the fact that it's Ray Liola's last film. <laughs> Famous actor Ray Liola, who the yeah. best way I could describe she this was movie. in The Godfather. Yes, because I remember googling him. <laughs> oh my god! He had a distinguished acting career. I don't think diminished by this. No, it's just kind of funny that you know tragically yeah. that was the last movie that he made. 
Um, but to, for that to be the last movie that he made in like a long run of like very serious films. The reference I made to the group right when we sat down to watch it, like five, ten minutes in, mm-hmm. when you realize it's all of these like big name actors and actresses oh in like bit roles, mm-hmm. right? It's like when you were in middle school and you were assigned a group project and there were many options one of which was an essay, and none of you took it. And instead, you chose the um, video like version of the project, and you're like, it's going to be so fun, and it's going to be so funny, and it is. And then you run into a reality that we ran into, yeah. which is that like video production's hard, and video editing is even, even harder. harder. <laughs> and so... I just kind of felt like Elizabeth Banks invited all of her friends over to her basement, recorded something, and then when they left, did hours of editing yes. later. It was great. I loved every second Fucking of it. hilarious. A fantastic That movie. really brought me back to high school for a second. 10 out of 10, zero notes, enjoyed it. Fantastic movie. I definitely covered my eyes several times because there, there was just a lot of blood and I knew that I was just, just you know, feeling myself mm. enough to be like... This could haunt me in my dreams. (laughs) I do not need any of these visuals in my brain right now. Um, I also have a Polaroid of Grant's first shot ski. Oh, that's fun. In which you can see ski ski motherfucker. I forget how good this color is on me. Mm -hmm. I look fantastic there. Also, the Polaroids are just, they're flattering on everyone. They are flattering on everyone. Look at this picture. We, we're Aww. taking pictures for... So Casey got a scrapbook for his mom. <laughs> That's so And precious. so we put a few pictures of all of us in it. Listener, it's Casey in a red sweater in front of their Christmas tree. Mo absolutely serving side face. <laughs> and Bowser's butt towards the camera. <laughs> face. face in an armpit. Face buried in Casey's chest. That's how you know he's nervous. Like, what's he, what's he even nervous about? He gets nervous when we ask him to go places or do things. <laughs> We, uh, Casey and I were like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's ridiculous. We like got into bed a couple nights ago and he was like, he was like, do you want to cuddle? And I was like, I really don't. And he was like, but I'm cold. And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Another blanket. <laughs> well, damn Jackie. <laughs> I can't control the weather. Um, and so he was like, Bowser would come up here and warm me. And I was like, he absolutely would not. Because I've asked him to come on the bed before, and he won't. Because he knows he's not supposed to be on the bed. <laughs> he will not break that rule. Casey dragged this dog onto the bed just to prove me wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? I want to make Bowser uncomfortable then <laughs> to prove that I'm right. And then last night, or like whatever the next night was, Bowser got nervous because Casey kept like having to go into the bathroom or whatever. Kept walking past him. And his bed is like kind of in the walkway of like our bedroom. And... He- Bowser just kept getting on the bed <laughs> to like get out of the way in case he was like, no, like you can't be on the bed. And I was like, you taught him this. I told, you told him, him it was okay. Now fix it. It's like, this is your fault. Sometimes people will be like, oh my God, I love the podcast. It's like sitting down with two friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, we're such good storytellers. And then all we do is talk about movies we've seen and dog stories. And it's like, oh yeah, no wonder people are like, it feels like I'm sitting down with two friends. We have yet to say anything of note. Yeah. That's okay. It's only been 10 minutes though. So Has I'm, it really? Yeah. Oh, that's not too bad. Well, because we were on Instagram Live for a while. So that, right. I feel like that knocked out Already a bunch of our... generated money. Yeah. I'm back to my dream life is killing me now that I'm playing yeah. uh, training for my next half marathon. I need to start. 
I need I to recover leg- long wise. Legitimately, <laughs> last time I ran was the last half marathon that I did, and so I needed to start somewhere. So friends are like, "Oh my god, what's your training plan?" And I go, "Oh no, I'm going to start planning and a training in February." Right now, it's just about moving. But do you think that's okay? Like an okay timeline to start running in February or start like training in February? I think so. It puts okay. it three months out. Okay, I need to like get back into the groove of my regular workout schedule and the idea of putting running into my normal workout schedule right now <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm pretty tired right now. I'm not going to lie. Because yeah, after yeah, yesterday's yeah, yeah. run, I then went to the grocery store and then, and this is the worst thing in the entire world if you're an adult, at 8 p.m. I got home and I had not no, had dinner yet. Nope, nope, nope. I had, <laughs> so Casey came down at like 4 p.m. And the gym that we go to at 45 has classes at 4.30 and 5.30. And that's usually when we go, one of those two classes. And he comes down at four and he's like, I think I'm gonna try and go to the 4.30, like work is wrapping up. And like, my work has been pretty slow, so I'm pretty flexible. And so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I completely lost my train of thought. I have Sorry. no idea where I was going with that story. Oh yeah, I had, I got hyper fixated on something uh, on like a, project that I was working on and I realized that I had heated up lunch for myself at 2 p.m. It was now four and I had not eaten anything all day and I was like this is gonna be my first workout in two weeks and I'm recovering from like an illness (laughs) a small Victorian era child whatever. I love you I could not relate to this story less. That's fair that's fair (laughs) but I went to we were like getting ready to leave and I pulled my my spaghetti that I had heated up in the microwave out of the microwave and I was like I forgot about this. And Casey was like, so you're a little hangry? And I was like, <laughs> how dare you? Me, while I'm holding my lunch four hours late to eat it, you would attack me like this? No! It's <laughs> like, how you're dare really you gonna, talk to me like that? You're really going to call me out for being hangry when I'm hangry right before I don't want to go work out because I'm hangry? <laughs> how dare you? Interesting. <laughs> and today's workout was like, it was a strength day. And that's why I like kind of wanted to go because I knew it would be like a lower heart rate yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, and also I won't be like literally dying the whole time. I'm a I'm a strength girly. I'm not a cardio girly. Mm. I don't do that. Um, but today's strength workout has a cardio like pod in it. To it. Yeah, and so I was like, I did the cardio thing, and I was like, did it, did it, and then I just sat in the back corner of the gym, <laughs> with, like my head in my hands and my elbows <laughs> on my knees, and Abby came up to me and was like. You good? Hey champ. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, I'm doing good. Here's the thing. Abby's so tender, and yet I also never want to disappoint her. Ever. ever. Yeah. Oh, also, sorry. Mm. The word tender reminded me of something. Oh, I good. need to share this okay. with you. Can I? Yeah. Okay. You've never well, asked me that once before. I know, but life. if we're still on this topic, I don't want to cut no, us short. Go okay. So we're back to school. <laughs> This is our second day back. This evening, second day back. Mm. So this story happened on day one of second semester. (laughs) The kids asked me kindly, oh, what did you do for New Year's Eve, Mr. Thomas? And I said, oh, I I went up to the mountains with some friends. Do you want to guess where I met them? And I'm trying to say college (laughs) because I'm a teacher at a college preparatory public yeah. high school where we're kind of encouraged to get the kids to, to go think to about college. college. Yeah. And I've known several of those people because of college for yeah. over a decade. So college was the correct answer. Oh, I man. go, hey guys, oh yeah, and guess where I met these friends at? Gay bar. No. Oh no. Somehow better and worse at the same time. <laughs> One instantly, I don't know, Tinder? 
What? <laughs> One. No, I would never invite someone like that on a weekend trip <laughs> with friends over a holiday. Get out of here. New Year's Eve is something that you don't really like. Unless you're in the city going to bars and stuff, you're not like going for a weekend getaway I, with someone that you just met. I love you. We have someone very close to our lives who absolutely has done that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> who would and will do it again? And we have a second person very close to our lives who I think stars aligned wouldn't blink to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and both. we love you both. And I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> both those people. And I think they both know who they who mm-hmm. they were talking to them right now. And I think a good one thousand other people also are like, oh, it's so and so and so and so. And that's great. Anyways, uh, yeah, the student immediately was like, oh, did you? Was it Tinder? Did you? Did you meet them from there? And I was like, no. And in the back of my mind, I was like, how do you know about that already? <laughs> you're sixteen. Here's the thing. I you was... can meet someone organically right now. You have to be in the room with these people. I turned eighteen this like a month before or a month after they Tinder made the rule that you have to be eighteen to be on Tinder. What? Yeah. And so I was on Tinder for like a year when I was like 17. 18? Yeah. Doing what? Because you could, you, at that point, you could still set the age limit to whatever. And like technically. I'm sorry, friends, this is yeah. breaking news <laughs> and blowing me away. I don't even. Thrilled to break the story for you all. What? I'm also shocked that I did it like looking back on it because I remember so vividly when Tinder kicked me out. What? Yeah, because I was like, well, that's rude. But I also <laughs> remember that. And so that means I was 17, which means I was living at home, which means I was in high school yes. still. Yes. And so I, appalling to me, frankly, but also like appalling that Tinder at any point ever was Who like. Who were you swiping on when you were a 17 year old? I don't remember. I don't. I don't know. Between you and I, you have such a stronger fear of being murdered by a stranger it's than true. I do. What are you doing on Tinder when at 17? When I was 17? in high school, I probably had less of that fear. It was more rebellious than sensible. Hold on. Let me carry the number over. Mm. LOL. LOL. Hold on. Oh, no. Because I'm what? I'm five, right? Years older than you? Yeah. Okay. No, not quite. There was a chance that like I was on Tinder at the same time oh, you yeah. were 17 on Tinder in Denver. Mm. No, I don't think I, yeah. I think, well, you may have been on Tinder before I was. That's fun. She wasn't, but that's okay. And <laughs> Casey still never once has had an account on any dating app, and that's infuriating. Because, like, Lydia and Jacob, you know, they're, like, old enough that it kind of makes sense. Okay, that they let's, let's care no, about that O word. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like... By the time they found each other, it was like college, right? And like dating apps are like now in kind of their high, like sure. in the last, I don't know, like five oh, years. Oh, it's definitely Facebook 2009. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100% right now. And so like they make sense. Casey, however, a year younger than me, mm. infuriating that he's never been on a dating app. <laughs> Everyone I know has at least like downloaded and made an account. You're right. Casey at 16 should have gotten on Tinder. You're exactly. right. Exactly. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you for agreeing with Thank me. It's important you. to agree with the women in your life. <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> my god I, I feel like Phoebe Buffay because I don't know if my voice yes. actually sounds different but I'm like in my head I'm like damn I sound sexy <laughs> I love how I'm a sexy sounding woman means Phoebe Buffay who's saying smelly cat the, smelly cat there's an episode what where she's sick what are they feeding you it's a singing smelly cat, podcast smelly cat it's not your fault it's a jam <laughs> But there's no an, way this is reaching so deep into my. I like was. Like, do I start it? Because I don't know if I know the lyrics. 
there's an episode where Phoebe gets sick and she's like, I sound so, so sexy. And she like sings and like gets a whole crowd. And then when she like gets better, she like intentionally tries to get sick. That's such a fun 22 minute art kind of like story yeah. to tell. Yeah. I can, I love that. Sitcoms had a couple of things right. Oh, yeah. On the topic of Phoebe, who by the way, Lisa Kudrow, the actress who plays Phoebe, does such a good job of revolutionizing the role of, like, the ditzy blonde woman, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Phoebe was written to be, like, the quote-unquote dumb blonde of the friend group because it was the 90s. And she did such a good job of creating someone who, maybe not as academic as Ross, Mm -hmm. was... This is not a Friends podcast. I'm sorry. I got... I immediately found myself... really got in there. ...swimming in the sauce. Oh, my God. So I'm going to climb out with just this. Phoebe's easily the most interesting character who is defined by the sad things that have happened to her, but not in a way that, like, creates pity, but instead can create more intrigue. It is. She's, like, the one character. There's always a character in the sitcom that's always like, oh, yeah, I did this. Yes. And everyone's like, the fuck? And Alexis Rose. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and she's exactly like that character. My embarrassing confession when it comes to all of this mm. is how old I was when I realized the actress who played Ursula, mm. Phoebe's twin sister, was also, also Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, Do you know 100%. the story about that? No. That, so her character Ursula was another sitcom that they had that like ended up failing or whatever. And they decided it would be funny to bring that just write her into write it her all? into it yeah oh, so there really was like clever. another whole storyline where she, like Ursula was an actual character really mm-hmm. oh I did not know that at all fact check me I'm sorry if that's wrong Learn that's something, something that I just know yeah every day um this is the the one thing that I'll end on and then maybe we can get into our we can stories. talk about New York yeah well we can, yeah exactly um I was going through YouTube comments today which I oh god there was one that I responded that was like really mean but I was like I'm feeling vindictive and there's only one of you <laughs> okay let's go this isn't that one though oh, okay um there was one that comments um it was on one of our episodes. Usually the comments on our episodes are fairly nice. Like, there are people that actually listen to the episodes. Sure. The comments on those shorts that are, like, okay. Unhinged. Yeah. Um, there was a comment on one of our episodes that was like, Grant looks exactly like I was expecting him to. Maya looks nothing like I was expecting her to. Which one of us was complimented and which one exactly, of us Exactly, that's what I said. <laughs> I think I responded and I was like, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> Dash Maya. <laughs> what? What did you think I looked like? Listen, I'm not joking, y'all. She's hot. Like, she is absolutely I the think, driver of this podcast. I think what it was is that we've we've referred to you openly as a big, bald, white yeah, gay man. Gay man, yeah, 100%. And it seems... It's funny. The whole thing... It, it is. It's, it's like a great look for me. I wear a lot of earth tones. It's yeah. also fun. It's, <laughs> it's fun. And also, I feel less bad knowing that every time I see a big, bald man, I'm like, it's Grant. Right? You know? I like... literally get decked sometimes. <laughs> oh, we have a kid in one of my class. <laughs> I don't know. I have to th- I'll have to hear this when we yeah. play it back to decide if we keep it or not. His nickname is Racist Jonathan. Mm, not a good start. <laughs> because one day he came to me and he was like, Mr. What'd you get at Walmart yesterday? And I go, Oh, I remember this. What? I think you've told this. Have I? Oh, then never mind. But you were like, we don't all look the Wait, same, and also just, I don't shop at Walmart. I mean, just Kroger's is closer. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm not driving further, you know? <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, so just all all bald, bearded white guys look the same to you, huh? I've had to check myself we do. a couple times. We do. We listen Because we all have the same kind of head shape, and for whatever reason, the exact same kind of body type. <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> Every time I've seen one, I'm like, that looks like Grant. Wait, am I just stereotyping? My- nope. 
My no. real life superpower is my ability to just walk through any space essentially unnoticed because of how generic I look. There's a power in one of my fantasy novels that I read. So I think it was at least a compliment to you. I think so, but I desperately now want to know <laughs> what they were know. picturing. Please write in. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please tell me. I need to know. Okay, well... <laughs> that one sounds too excited. Let's get into it, I guess. I don't um, even know what we're talking about in this episode. Welcome to New York, part three. Yes. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit, and then yeah. I think you talk a little bit more, and then we can finish on the so Am here's, I the here's Asshole? So here's the thing is that <laughs> we realize that every 12 episodes we've done something fun, and I'm thinking now, 12 episodes is not a long time. Maybe no. we should do 24 or 18, I don't know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. We can, whatever we feel like doing something special, again, we'll make sure it aligns with some number. But, um, so we're, we didn't want to do just like a straight Am I the Asshole, I think. And so I have a story that's not an Am I the Asshole that Casey and I talked about while we were in New York. And I don't know what Grant has, to be quite frank with you. But um... Then I think, because then I also have an Am I the Asshole scheduled mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, and I think it might pair well following your story. Okay. So I'm going to start off with mine first. Yeah, go for it. When you think of New York City, you think of a lot of things, obviously. Mm-hmm. You've listened to part one and part two of Welcome to New York. So you think of brothel elephants and Russian spies. Hell yeah, Hopefully. Uh, what two animals are synonymous with New York? Are synonymous with New York. See, see, here's where you're gonna fuck with me because <laughs> I, when I was I was in New York City for Christmas, right? And synonymous means similar, but I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> the rage that. in my eyes. Right no, now. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, is that I met with my friend Jess while I was in Breckenridge for Christmas, and I was like, yeah, and for Christmas, Casey got us tickets to the Central Park Zoo, mm. and I was like, I don't think I like really realized that there was a zoo in Central Park, and she was like you've seen Madagascar. And so now I can't think of anything else. Okay, so the answer that I was fishing for. Pigeons? But I, it, yes. Okay. I was gonna say rats and pigeons, but pigeons is actually what I wanna talk about for I a second. I learned some horrible things about rats on this vacation that- Can, I, can you tell us some? Do you want to know? I think so. I'm aware that New York has three different sub rat families. A midtown, yeah. a Manhattan, like an uptown, I think. So we were walking through, like our vacation, the whole point of this vacation really was just to relax. And so we didn't have like a strenuous schedule or anything. It was really like maybe one thing a day and then the rest of the day was like kind of meandering around. So one of the days we went to the Met and then on the way back we like took the like the long way through Central Park to get back to like the Times Square area. And um, there was like we could see the rats because the sun was setting. And Casey was like, is it the Rat King? And he like kept talking about a mm. Rat King. And I was like, is this like some pop culture reference that I'm not understanding? Which is a fair and legitimate question. It, no, 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 dear listener, it is not. Don't Google it unless you want to have nightmares. Wait, did you just learn what a Rat King is? Yep, did not know. Oh, Oh my, I'm sorry. I'm only laughing because I, I, that's just how I'm reacting to shock. I am so sorry <laughs> that that is how you learned. He, Casey, I don't, I'm not going to describe it. Rats have tails, right? Tails Did get- you have a holly jolly Christmas? It's from the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> um, rat tails get tangled, apparently, and sometimes they don't untangle. And that's all I'm going to say. 
Well, you said eighty-five percent of it. It's, it's on, horrifying. It's horrifying. If you if you really, I I had I have that little rat brain, ironically, sure. where I just needed to scratch that itch, and I was like, you have to you have to show me you a picture. To... And so I was gonna Google, and he was like, don't do that. He was like, no, Let I will find one. a picture for you. Yep. Yeah, and so he found one. Um, and then rats die sometimes. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely, at different times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I can't. Um, <laughs> touch anything right now? No, I can't unsee it. Um, I know I have told you the story because it's one of my favorite stories, but I want to share it with our mm-hmm. friends. Um, I'm going to keep this friend, who I think you've met a couple times, anonymous, mm-hmm. but they know I share the story and they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible story. I have a friend who owns pet rats. Oh, yeah. Uh, they always keep two of them. Mm-hmm. And on a handful of occasions, I was asked to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, lo- I love you. I love you. And regardless of my thoughts on pets, I love you enough that well, I, I will look that. after yeah. your pet rats if you do not make me hold them. That's and, fair. And they go, totally fine, 100%. Here's a key. Here's how much you feed them, whatever. I go in the first day. And I drop the food into their cage. But it just kind of disappears into like the newspaper bedding and stuff yeah. down below. And I was like, well, how are they going to find that? And so then I just gave them like a second little pinch. And I did that for five days. And I almost <laughs> fed them to death. Oh my god, Because <laughs> they're scavengers. Yeah, they'll find it. <laughs> You, I did not mean to. I legitimately, in my opinion, that's how you show love. It's like yeah. overfeeding things. Well, also you're like, well, you can't find that easily. So Exactly. I was like, well, I don't want them to come back and have me starved. And so my friend says, hey, thank you so much. I can't feed them for like a week. <laughs> so fat right now. But here's a bottle of wine. Thank you for taking care of it. And so I used to carpool to work with this friend. It's a mm. current or former teacher. Doing my best to keep it anonymous. Yeah. Um, and whenever they had a rat pass away, they had... You have told this story. On the podcast? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> you can and tell it again. I, I feel know, like people how, would... How are you able to keep track of that? I have I no just idea. very distinctly remember editing it. Mm. And I know if I edited it, that means it was, it was on the podcast episode. If I listened to it, that was on Patreon. Because the okay. Patreon, I don't like listen or I don't edit as meticulously sure, as sure, I do sure, the sure. episodes. Should I finish? Should I respond there? You can like tell a brief like Cliff Notes version of it. Cliffhanger. Okay. Because um, I can't tell them what episode to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Download all thirty-six up to this point <laughs> yeah. and listen. Um, anyways, whenever her rats have to get put down because rats aren't supposed to live a super long time, mm-hmm. she always watches Ratatouille and has a little snack with them. And she would like send you a video. She'd right, send of me a little it. Snapchat of it, and that's how I knew the next day that she'd be a little tender because she, you know, she loved them, and uh, and sweet. I love her, and mm-hmm. because I love her. Tangentially, I love those rats. Here's the thing: is I I think rats are really cute. Um, about an arm's length away. Like I think they're cute. I think they're cuter than like bugs. Right. You agreed, know. Hundred percent. Or like um, reptiles, I guess. Because I don't know, they're like they're mammals, right? Sure. And so like I f- I feel like closer to them, I guess. Um, however, between pigeons and rats, I would much rather have a pigeon. Oh, 100%. Which is weird because birds in general kind of freak me out just because their they're like eyes are, I don't know, beady. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't tell what they're thinking, I don't know. And rats are famously predictable. I don't, I feel like it's the human. <laughs> it's like the, the, what's that word where you, or, where you like make a... 
make something that's not a person seem like a person. Like a humanoid like, kind no, of No, it's like a cartoon thing where you, like, make a... Like, Bojack Horseman, where you, like, make a horse... There's a word for it. I know, but I don't know the word. I can't remember the word. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like rats are just more relatable. Rats are more like people or less like people? More like people. Okay. Just in that... I don't... Uh, like... With love and holding space for yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I get it. Was it doesn't make sense. was a crazy series of things that you just said to like, me. Like, it makes sense in my head, <laughs> no, but, no, like, no, now I that like I'm... rats because <laughs> I think they look more like us. But also, that's I would rather weird. have a pigeon. <laughs> okay, so... Welcome to New York. I was going to talk about pigeons for yeah, a second. Perfect. The other animal that New York is synonymous for. Mm-hmm. So pigeons live in virtually every major mm-hmm. city in the world. Yeah. And they are there entirely because we Put brought them. them. Yeah. Right. They are originally cliff dwellers that we domesticated. Mm-hmm. And pigeons helped Charles Darwin found his theory of mm-hmm. evolution. Yeah. I don't know if our listen have I talked about this on the podcast? I don't think so. Cool, sweet, awesome. Losing <laughs> complete track. Um, There's going to be a day where I won't be able to tell you, so don't rely on me. <laughs> and it would have been a good run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Charles Darwin was in London and was looking at all these Londoners with like fancy show pigeons, much like you have like show dogs mm-hmm. and show horses mm-hmm. now. And he noticed you could get like a great variety of animal expression from like the same species. And he was like, I I wonder if that is maybe mm-hmm. something that like nature could adjust to. Yep. Two years later, he goes to the Galapagos, and then I forget what was the book that he uh, published that oh, founded it. I cannot remember the name. A theory of, it. of something and something like that. Google it. People are gonna I'm get mad if we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On the origin of species. On the origin of species. There, there it is. is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that helps inspire him. Mm-hmm. to found the theory of evolution. So pigeons live in our cities because we brought them there. Mm-hmm. They were fundamental in understanding the development of species. We have used them in all sorts of different things, like global conflicts. Um, they have been great for research. They helped guide bombs to targets because we could train them to like fly to certain things. And if you have ever been to a wedding that releases mm-hmm. doves... They are white pigeons. They're homing pigeons. They are homing pigeons mm-hmm. that have been trained to fly home. And here's the thing. That's my favorite fun fact, too. I, I love that. And I can't wait to go to a wedding that releases doves and be like, you know, those are pigeons. I'm actually thinking about getting married simply for the pigeon access. <laughs> and also, it helps. It makes me feel a lot better because whenever I've seen those videos of, like, like the well, doves where being... where go? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, they're just going to fend for themselves in this random park you mm-hmm. release them in? No, girl. They're flying home. They're hand-fed. And then they're going to do it again. <laughs> You think it's easy to get live pigeons into a box? Sorry, doves into a box? (laughs) No, girl, they're pigeons. They're pigeons. Um, And so uh, the reason why I know this and so much more about pigeons is because we've had a kid do an informative speech in our speech and debate program on pigeons. And here's the really beautiful thing about my job. There's a lot of things that I appreciate and love about my job. This is one of them. Mm The chance to get to work with a kid as they explore a new topic and to push it out of some like weird niche little like you know subreddit community or whatever. It's yeah. like a universal life lesson. And so here's the universal life lesson that we like had to work together with the kids. Mm-hmm. Pigeons can be found in almost every major metropolitan metropolitan city in the world and have adapted to the extremes of those climates really well. Despite like not being exceptional creatures. No one would say they're the best scavengers or hunters 
or nest builders. Have you seen their tiny it's little so sad bad. nests? It's so bad. It's, it's actually, that makes me sad sometimes when I see it. <laughs> they, are, they are not the most adept. They are yeah. not the best at everything. They are legitimately the guy you settle for on Hinge at 35 years old mm. because you're like, I don't know, feel weird about your investment no, opportunities. I um, do you though? Do you? I mean, one of us is out here on these streets eating a lot of pierogies on Friday night. <laughs> anyway. Listen, I've thought of, occasionally, you know, the like little bug in the back of my mind goes like, but what if you were single? <laughs> um, Run. <laughs> Run away from that like, thought. Because in, in college, I, I got a lot of joy out of the chase, you know? And it's also so easy. Sure. Straight men, so easy. Right. And it's almost comical, honestly. And sometimes my I'm like, that was fun. That was a fun game that we used to play. And then I'm like, I would rather die. Yes. I live in a great townhouse that I could not afford by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have two dogs. One of them technically does not belong to right, me. Right, <laughs> 100%. Shared custody. Shared custody. You have to move out of your home. Yeah, no, no, I would also, not do well. you don't, listen, there's a certain kind of kind of mindset you got to have mm. to be out here in this wilderness right now. There's a few men that I've been like, Damn. You could have been a good catch. And then I'll like hang out with them some more and I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. you haven't been to therapy. The reason why everyone is obsessed with Casey is because, because of how good of a find he is. He's just very well adjusted and also willing to change. <laughs> so we were talking about pigeons yes, and climate pigeons change. Who are also willing to change. <laughs> exactly. With willing evolution. to adapt to everything. Yeah. The thing that we had to, an incredible pivot by You're us, welcome. by the way. Fantastic segue. <laughs> the, the thing that we had to talk about uh, in, at the end of the speech was humans could and should learn a lot about like a lot about themselves and just a lot in general from Mm -hmm. pigeons both because of their ability to adapt to changing climates but Mm -hmm. also as a constant beady-eyed reminder about how permanent our actions can be Mm -hmm. on the environment if we are not more thoughtful about our decisions Mm -hmm. and it has made me an emotional advocate for pigeons same yeah sometimes you'll get like little tiktok videos i've gotten on pigeon talk yes okay several times and it's always in defense of pigeons it's always so sad that's my dog videos they're so (laughs) there's been a couple where i've been like that is the saddest thing i've ever seen i mean maybe that's why i like pigeons more than rats is just because rats 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 can handle it, you know? Pigeons... <laughs> Rats aren't supposed to be part of this world, but either. pigeons are majestic. <laughs> pigeons, at least, like... Pigeons are more prone to be bullied, I feel like. Sure. And, pig- or, and rats are more, like, nocturnal, you know? You don't see them around as much. Like, I'm sure they... Like, rat traps and everything, like, yes. Sure. They, but, like, I saw a TikTok one time of this woman who was sitting at a brewery, and this pigeon just, like, came up and sat at her, on her lap. Right. And she was like what the fuck and luckily she like she just let him kind of hang out and thinking that he would like rest and like get on with his day but then she found out from people at the brewery that he had been across the street at another brewery where he had been getting like kicked and stuff by other people so he was like legitimately like in pain and like searching for and he had come across the street and people had treated him poorly there and so she ended up taking him (laughs) home and he's now a pet yeah they're all supposed to be pets they are they're all supposed to be also like the pigeon motif which i didn't know i was going to talk about when i drove here i came here expecting to talk about pigeons didn't think i was going to get in this deep pigeons are a reoccurring motif for gentle characters you should trust immediately it's true home alone there's the lady that feeds the pigeons and then also hey arnold oh when he gets lifted up yeah yeah pigeons pigeons 
I love them. <laughs> I love so this. Cute. And this might be our least listened to episode ever. That's fine. But I'm having a fantastic time Here's with you right now. Here's the thing, though, is that we have enough of, like, a community that I'm not as worried about, like, constant growth. Sure. I'm just worried about, like, quality of stuff that we put Agreed. out. And, like, yeah, it would be great to, like, continue and to grow and, like, make a ton of money off of this. But also, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but also, we both pay our bills not with We this. also pay our bills and, like, this is doing fine. And now that we have all the equipment, it's basically self-sustaining, yeah. right? And, and like, I'm great. just happy to talk about um, <laughs> what we talk about with my friend. Yes. Best friend. What's this tone and your face? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I promise you I'm going to get that description written like ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Grant! <laughs> Listen, the joy and terror of working with a professional girl boss <laughs> is so tough sometimes. I sent him a text yesterday that was like, I have some homework for you, and I could feel the anxiety on the other end of the line. Usually when I text him during the middle of the school day, I don't expect a response for like several hours. I got a response immediately. I was like, yeah, what? Okay, uh, do we want to get into this? Let's, 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 let's go ahead and dish into this real quick. He didn't just send me a quick little business text or whatever. The sentence started with, hey, hi, hello, um, hi, Ho- hope you're doing okay. So I was thinking about assigning you some homework, and I was like, what the fuck kind of <laughs> sentence? Oh, Maya must be nervous to ask me of this, and because I have a second to respond, I'll just relieve her of her anxiety right now, because that text was so odd. Not to get a text from you, or to even get a text at that time, but the way it was worded, I was almost like, should I call? Should I call so she can hear my voice and know? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Thank you for looking into that. I agree. It was my first day back on Adderall in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why you said it's the 100%. And I wasn't even going to say anything, because I'm a good life partner, if you're looking for one. Uh, <laughs> wasn't even going to say anything. I now accept our like, applications. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Maya's nervous, and I can do my friend a favor. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, totally fine. I think I even, because you sent it as three text messages yeah, in a row, yeah. so I think it was like, exclamation points, like, heart, yeah. just every single one being like, yep, and that was cool, too. That was, that was <laughs> all of it was, was all right. <laughs> I'm a lot like Tyler in some ways. <laughs> just need you to know that it's okay. Our There's friendship this, is okay. Because we're talking about friendship now. Mm-hmm. There is this TikTok. I, w- I went through some of my Save the Bookmark TikToks, mm. which included videos from our, our, our little Europe adventure. <gasps> And it was so fun seeing the Prague video and the mm, London video, and I was like, oh, we really did just have like a good, mm. good time. Just girls I'm glad being you girls. made those, because I think I was too exhausted from like content making, because <laughs> otherwise I would have. Oh yeah, I was like, this is my spark of inspiration, and then we got back to America, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Had a great time, I though. feel good about it. Anyways, um, one of them said... <sighs> I know I'm lovely because mm-hmm. I know my friends are lovely. And we're all just like collages of the people we want to spend the most time with. I'm not in a mental health space <laughs> for you to talk about that. Okay, well, it's like day two back and I keep like preaching sermons to kids about like, this is the time to do it. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter if you accomplish your New Year's Eve resolutions or not. To be the kind of person who dreams of a bigger version of themselves, that's something to be proud yeah. of. So be proud of yourself now, not, not later. Like, you want something more. And that's so great. You have yeah, that do fire. It. Yeah. So I've been talking about like a lot like that the last couple. Fair enough. The last literally two Speaking days. Speaking of New Year's resolutions. And then offended. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Do you have a New Year's resolution? 
No, not really. I, okay. it's a, yeah. I, this is not going to shock you or anyone else. Yeah. But I'm just so gosh darn content with my life and the way things are. You and are Casey, man, and your goddamn serotonin. <laughs> no, things are pretty good. Jesus. I also don't have uh, a New Year's resolution, in case you were wondering. I have things I want to accomplish in the new year. And sure. I feel like the new year always brings about like things that are like, I want to get this done this year. Sure. But uh, New Year's resolutions freak me out, so no. Is it the commitment or? I think also in, when I was growing up, my parents, or my mom specifically was like uh, superstitious a little bit about yeah. New Year's Day. And I think it was like three years running or something where she had something happen on New Year's Day. And those years, maybe it wasn't three years in a row, but it was like three years Total. Total or something where something happened on New Year's Day and then like a lot of bad things happened during that year. And so she started attributing it to New Year's Day. Okay. And so like in, I think it was like in high school where finally she was like, we are not doing a goddamn thing on New oh, Year's shut Day. Because one of them was, we had our horses and one of the things that happened on bad on New Year's Day was she like fell off of her horse. Oh no. And like she was fine, but like. It was still like a like anytime you fall off of your horse, it's it's kind of like sure. hard, you know. Especially once you get older, like things start breaking easier, you start getting hurt more easy, and um, I think that really like traumatized her. And now every time it's New Year's Day, I'm like, I'm gonna wrap myself in bubble wrap and sit on the couch. <laughs> Can I ask, did your family ever do anything for the Lunar New Year? Mm-mm. Because we have a handful of students at my school whose parents are immigrants, not from Japan, but from other countries. It's not Japan and, that okay, usually does that. I don't think so. Year. They're yeah. more. I want to say calendar. it's China. Yeah, but I, our students I'm, are Chinese and Vietnamese who yeah, do Lunar New Year stuff. That would make sense. But, yeah, it, yeah, I don't think um, the Japanese really do stuff like that. I okay. could be poorly mistaken, but that's um, not in my culture. You had a New York reference story experience. So, I mean, you wanted to share. This is a story that Casey All about has. I didn't even like, the, this is controversial. I didn't even like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I thought the story was boring. It was also was on Nick at Night or whatever. Yeah. And I was, uh, it was, not it was it. It was old even for our generation, yes. I feel like. She said our generation. Please, please note that. Are you technically a millennial? Not technically, like fully am a millennial. I was You're born only in, five years older than me. You're not I was not born fully. in 93. Cut off is like 95. 96. Yeah, which isn't, 90, which isn't 93. Yeah, but like you're still on the cusp, kind of. I'm a Taurus Aries cusper. Oh, I'm a millennial Zennial cusper. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know, something interesting I saw that about like zodiac signs Technically, so there's a lot of stuff that goes into zodiac signs, and so I don't think what I'm about to say is necessarily like applicable to how we view the zodiac calendar today. Okay. But technically, the way that the zodiac calendar works is that like the the constellation referenced in your zodiac sign would be like where the sun is, right? And so that's why it's called your sun sign, whatever. Um, so the earth has two points of rotation, right? It has the rotation. It got very scientific very quickly. This ha it has two <laughs> points, two axes of rotation. It has the axes of rotation that takes us from day to night. And it has another axis that moves much slower that like is kind of at a diagonal. So our North star actually changes every like okay. several thousand years, which also means that the constellations are not in the same place when the Zodiac calendar was established. Okay. And so technically all of those Zodiac signs are shifted. 
now, if we were to make the Zodiac calendars today, it would not be the same but as I'm what it was then. I'm such a Taurus. So are Jacob and Lydia. I know. Like, I get it. <laughs> but also... Oh, and my dad. It makes me... So I was born on the summer solstice, and so I'm technically like a Gemini Cancer, depending on what calendar you look at. Okay. But with this new Zodiac calendar, theoretically, I'm definitely a Gemini. And that oh. makes me feel really good, because yeah. that's how I've Which always identified. Which means I was also definitely a Gemini. Yeah. 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 But that then means that Casey and I aren't the same sign or something because it, it shifted, but not shifted like the full and month. That's not good news. Or? No, I just, it's just, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> so this is the story I'm about to tell is a story that Casey told me at one point, and you're going to get mad. Oh, okay. I'm really sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I, we were in the hot tub at Breckenridge and Grant wasn't there. It was like before you came and I was like, Grant's not here. I can tell it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're not nervous at all. <laughs> your sister-in-law <laughs> Taylor was like, he's going to have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Did you tell it? Cause you wanted to get my reaction on the podcast. Uh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you didn't tell me up in yeah. the cabin? Oh, okay. Yeah. Less nervous. No, it's okay. not like it's not something to do with you. It's a story that oh, Casey that told me. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. And I thought it happened in New York. It actually happened in Texas. But I feel like New York and Texas are both so distinctly American, <laughs> right? That it counts. Yeah. And so I feel like Welcome to New York can also be technically Welcome to America, where this story, I think this story can only happen it's in America. It's American. Yeah. It's a Starbucks in the old wheelhouse of a castle that yeah. moves you to tears. So here, I'm going to read the opening um, paragraph from the Wikipedia page. Um, from my general kind of looking through, Wikipedia seems to be a good source. Like, I've okay. checked some of the other sources, and they all seem to kind of align with what Fairly Wikipedia consistent. says. Yeah. Okay. Um, so don't come at me for using Wikipedia. <laughs> so, Ethan Anthony Couch, born April 11th, 19... 97 is an American who at age 16, and I'm sorry for this, a uh, uh, slight trigger warning for um, vehicular accidents, killed four people while driving under the influence mm -hmm. on June 15th, 2013 in Burleson, Texas. Couch, while intoxicated under the influence of drugs, was driving on a restricted license and speeding in a residential area when he lost control of his vehicle, colliding with a group of people, assisting another driver with a disabled SUV. <sighs> Four people were killed in the collision and nine people were injured. Two passengers in Couch's pickup truck suffered serious injuries with one passenger suffering complete paralysis. Oh, shit. Um, so obviously he went to court on counts of... So he kills four people? Kills four people. And also seriously injures the two in his mm -hmm. car with him. Yes. Okay. He goes to uh, to court on four counts of intoxicated intoxicated manslaughter for recklessly driving under the influence. I want you to kind of... I don't know what the best way to do this is. He doesn't get any jail time, does he? I'm going to tell you how his defense team argued. Okay. His defense team argued that he was suffering from something, I don't know if it's a real term or not, called affluenza. Oh. Where, oh, I've heard of the affluenza case. Yes. Okay. Where he was raised in such privilege that he had never known consequences. 
And so it's not fair for him to experience those consequences now because he, when he was doing those actions, did not know that there could be consequences to his actions. And then he doesn't get any jail time? What do you think happened? I'm trying to remember the case. I mean, I don't know how much four counts of manslaughter would get you under a different circumstance. Mm -hmm. Does the judge buy it to a certain degree? What do you think? That's what, that's what I think, is that the judge probably buys it to a certain mm -hmm. degree and lets him off pretty easy. So that way he continues to not learn about consequences. Yeah. Is so, that what happens? Yeah. He's sentenced to 10 years probation. Pro what? Mm-hmm. Doesn't spend any jail time and go undergoes some, like, therapy. What? Yeah. I know it's Texas, and even still, this shocks me. Yeah. He should have at least served, I don't know, like, minimum six months, like, a year. But no. He should have served the regular sentencing he should have. guidelines. Ultimately, affluenza is a bullshit argument, in my opinion. In my opinion. Well, it's also like, yes. I mean, even if your parents haven't dished out consequences, which I don't know, it's hard to believe that you would spend your entire life never once experiencing a single consequence. Mm -hmm. Like, we've all burnt our hand on the stove before. Mm -hmm. Or like... You know, I guess gotten a speeding yeah. ticket. Like consequences aren't just your what parents. Parents mm -hmm. will dish out mm -hmm. to you. I mean, obviously, this was going to piss me off. Yeah, isn't that insane? It though it pisses me off in part because as a teacher, I have. I'm trying to pick, figure out how much I want to say right now. As a teacher, I am in contact. I know young people who have both been victims of that like road racing that mm -hmm. will happen and who do it mm -hmm. and it just worries me so deeply for everybody's safety yeah. you can't work with young people and not eventually be touched i've been working with 150 students you can't eventually not be touched by tragedy yeah and when that tragedy is so easily preventable and the prevention of it is just you can still go fast in a lot of places but it's a difference between going fast and going like 90 down a residential street mm -hmm. we're like at least in denver at least in the neighborhood that i live in the roads aren't even good enough to go that you fast can't, yeah. there's a part of the road that i will pull my car to under 32 mm -hmm. because denver doesn't take care of its neighborhoods the no, way it that, doesn't. Well, at least not all of them no, um, yeah. the way that it should um and even some of those like little sewer drain things in the intersections they're like, massive they're huge and so how how are the families of the victims, both the ones who are now deceased and the ones who were paralyzed, how are they not now suing the individual family in civil court, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not going to go to jail, well, then I'm going to sue you for loss of future income from these children that were going to take care of us. Yeah. Are, are, is he being sued in civil court? Let's look a little bit. Like I said, I don't know if I said this on air or just to you that I didn't do a ton of like digging, mostly because this case made me so mad. But um, this is the rest of that like paragraph from Wikipedia. Um, on December 11th, 2015, so this was, I want to say two years after the initial accident. So I don't know how long that was after the, the ruling. 
After uh, December 11th, 2015, a video was posted online purporting to show Couch drinking at a party. Meanwhile, he's on, he, like, he's on, on probation. probation. Um, Couch became the subject of a manhunt and was listed in the National Fugitive Database after attempts by his probation officer to contact him failed. On December 28th, 2015, authorities detained Couch and his mother in a Mexican resort city of Puerto Vallarta. Um, on mm. July 13th, 2016, Couch was sentenced to serve two years in prison and re- was released in 2018. So he went to prison for a probation t- violation and not mm-hmm. for the, mur- like murder. the murders that he's Literal done. Literal murder. Yeah. Uh, on January 2nd, 2020, Couch returned to jail for an alleged another probation violation, um, failed a mandated drug test uh, for THC. He was released a day later pending an investigation into whether the positive test result for THC came from illegal marijuana or a, um, an, a cannabis oil, a cannabis, like a legalized yeah, version an oil. of it. Yes. Right. Um, let's look at the reaction. There's so much you could talk about when it comes to like, mm-hmm. how do you teach young people right and wrong? What role mm-hmm. does discipline play? And like, how is it supposed to look like? But our legal system being like, oh, well, if you've never experienced a consequence before, let's not start now, mm-hmm. is so out of... Here's the thing. Okay, this is the last two paragraphs of the like reaction sent- uh, section of the Wikipedia page. The leading Republican and Democratic candidates in the 2014 Texas gubernatorial election, respectively, Greg Abbott and Wendy Davis, commented on the sentence. Davis referred to it as a disgrace, and Abbott, then Texas Attorney General, said his office was looking to appeal the case. Um, At a February 5th, 2014 hearing, Eric Boyles, whose wife and daughter were killed in the crash, said he had... he, he Had he not had money to have the defense here to also have the experts testify and also pay the treatment, I think the results would have been different. Mm, if he didn't have this wealth of cash to fight it, yeah. it would have been different. Mm-hmm. He would be in jail right now. Yes. And it says something that I agree with Greg Abbott on one thing, you know, that he, I don't know if he morally agrees, but right. he at least publicly said he was looking to appeal the case. But that's not how we want this justice system to yeah, work. Yeah, that's like so, like, vile. Can and I- like... Because this case is a couple of years old. What? Mm-hmm. How'd you stumble upon it? Casey remembered it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He, oh, interesting. I think maybe he thought it w- happened in New York or something. Mm-hmm. There, I when think we were up there. Yeah, or something like that. Um, and also, I like once we were like really looking into it. We had already decided um, what the next theme was because I knew kind of what I wanted to do, and he right. helps me pick the themes sometimes. <laughs> um, but. We were really looking into it at LaGuardia on the way back. And I like briefly, he like finally Googled it and showed me like the, some of the news articles. And I was like, I like physically cannot do a story on this, but like, this is something that's like interesting enough. Like the fact that someone argued, well, he's never had a consequence. Right. With a straight face in a court of law. With a straight face in a court of law. And the fact that it passed too, like that the judge was like, yeah, like, Sure. Yeah. I guess like that's still absolutely fucking. It's very. It's almost Patty Hearst level of this like is insanity. Top, top, top of the pyramid. I cannot get into more of it right yeah. now in this format. But there is this discussion that we have in the. This is so nerdy. I know. There's this discussion that we have in the speech and debate community, mm-hmm. which is around like, should we be worried about ethics 
when we teach kids debating strategies. Because mm-hmm. the idea that you can come up with any sort of argument to justify anything mm-hmm. is like an interesting thought experiment. It is. Until it's no longer a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Until you're using this education that we've worked to provide to you to like help justify or make evil things possible in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. And that's as much as I probably have already said too much. No, I but mean, yeah, I get it. But yeah, this whole thought about like yeah. not everything that can be argued morally should be argued. Like there, I have always been interested in doing like science related things growing up, but like, uh, like law has always interested me, especially mm-hmm. as I got older and like got more interested in like criminal proceedings and politics and stuff like that. But there was always that aspect of like, I could go and take the bar or I could try and mm. become a lawyer, but I I don't think my brain is wired to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, like there, even if you're- To the extent that it needs to be, especially. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. because you need to be 100% in and you need to be 100% in, like even some of the documentaries that I watch, they interview the lawyers and they're still- Right, defending the case. Defending the case. And like, that's obviously like lawyer client privilege and all right. that. But like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think- if I happen to like defend someone who I genuinely believed is guilty, sure. I don't think I could go on a docu series ten years later. I don't think I could stand in that courtroom sure. and say this man is innocent because he had affluenza. Right. You know, let alone ten years later be like, yeah, I still stand by what I did. That's like, I mean, total respect for the people that do it because sure. you need those people, right? right? And like the system, I guess in theory needs people who are willing to advocate for your like innocence and liberty up until the very mm-hmm. end. Like the system only works when you have someone truly there to like try to, to prove you. your innocence. Yeah. At least the way that we have structure. I think it would just be so obvious for people that aren't, I don't know, in that headspace of like like me, if I was defending someone who I didn't believe versus someone who right. I was defending who I did believe, there would be such a gap in like my success or yeah. I don't know, like there are lessons I ran two, three years ago mm-hmm. that I'm embarrassed about having ran yeah. now, you know, yeah. let alone couldn't imagine anything more than mm-hmm. that. Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> we have a slightly different Am I the Asshole to, like, finish out the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yo, this is a hard pivot. I'm sorry. I didn't know what Maya was about to do. This is a hard pivot. I think it'll be fun, though, still. Yeah. So, this is an Am I the Asshole for our New York episode. Am I the asshole for wanting to drop everything and move to New York? No, probably not. I know. We're all immediately <laughs> like, get a girl. Especially of the community. We're like, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, please. Flee. That's what we all do. Yes. Um, here are the details. I am currently in New York City for a vacation with my significant other. This is my fourth time here and my second time being here with my partner. We both love the city and has been a dream of mine to just move here. I currently live in another state, and I recently changed colleges for many reasons, one of which is that it is cheaper due to some special circumstances. It is also in a state, which means tuition is cheaper. Sorry, it's also in-state, which means tuition Mm. is cheaper. Technically, next spring, if I take a single class at a regional campus for the school, I qualify for an associate's degree. My bachelor's will take four years to get from now because of Mm. the transfer and all of that stuff. I've already been in school for two years, and I'm already so burnt out. Mm. Being back in the city has made me think about how happy I am here, and I want to just get my associates next spring, save up some money, and bounce to New York City. 
However, my mom has her associates and no bachelors and really wants me to get my bachelors due to her struggles with only having an associates. My significant other also cannot move with me because they still have three years left before they'll finish their bachelor's degree and they need a bachelor's degree for their own future plans. I also would be losing out on some of the special circumstances that allow me to get my degree so cheap, but I am so burnt out from school and just want to get out of my home state. Am I the asshole? Should I just stick it out for a few more years or should I jump at it? Are there other ways? I'm just so confused. Hmm. That's really hard. That sucks. I feel like money is such a such a big I don't know, construct and it I mean, it does mean a lot right Right. so you like it i'm not putting anyone down who makes decisions because of money that's not me because i'm irresponsible (laughs) (laughs) we've did a whole three arc series about a silly little treat a silly little treat (laughs) and i do love a silly little treat and i feel like i don't know i am not as family oriented as probably you and a lot of our listeners are and so like my mom telling me that to not do something because it didn't work out for her probably wouldn't have the same effect on me as it would some other people. But I think the partner not being able to go would be a definite consideration. But at the same time, it's like, it's a partner, right? Right. It's not like you can try a long distance. Right. But also when your lives start separating, are you going to, if you really feel that pull to go to New York City and want to go to New York City and your partner either doesn't or can't, is that a sign that maybe your lives are going in separate directions? Right? And so, like, it feels like a Hallmark movie a little bit, I guess. It does. Yeah. She goes to her small town and she goes, get me the fuck out of here! Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a girl in the big city! Exactly! <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I... I don't think she's the asshole by any means. I don't think there's a right or wrong side necessarily. Like, and it also doesn't seem like at least in the way that they wrote this, it doesn't seem like there is anything either of those two parties, the partner or the, the mom are really saying like, you're the asshole. Like you are disrespecting me. You're disrespecting our relationship. You're like not like showing enough gratitude for like how I raised you or whatever, you know? And so I don't think she's the asshole or they're the asshole. I'm, I'm projecting. Um, but (laughs) it's just a hard decision. I don't know. I love you. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a hard decision at all. I think they need to go. You gotta go. I know I left my home state Mm -hmm. as much as I love my family. I got it. I had to get out of there. There was no living there. And also, my parents, who are probably listening to this now, um, they'll be the first to tell you what they wanted has almost never been part of my calculus. No, it shouldn't. And either. I love them, but yeah. they did a great job of raising independent kids. And it's like I've made some big financial decisions in my life, mm-hmm. and a lot of them they've been like, well, "You should think about it longer." I go, "I've thought about it long enough." And it's like, <laughs> Pull the trigger. It's not that they were opposed to some of these big life decisions that I've made, but they've always been like. Maybe a little bit more caution. And I was like, into the wind. (laughs) Into the wind, caution. Let's go. I feel like that's also our generation, (laughs) too, where we're like, I want to experience things. Yes. You know? Well, there's the thing, like, no promises New York isn't flooded by a hurricane in five years. Yeah. Or that you're around to see it. It's true. Listen, if I can give you anything, 
from the benefit of age when you're 30, when you're 30. <laughs> when you're 30. <laughs> I was young and beautiful once. I just want you to know that now, but for reals. Um, I thought your doctor said you were young and healthy now. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I wasn't sure if you remembered or not. I actually have my checkup again <sighs> okay. coming up here in a couple months. Jesus. I always go around my birthday. I'm going to live forever. Um, your 20s are just always going to be messy. Mm-hmm. And eventually that messiness is going to come into something that means something to you towards the end. Mm-hmm. But there's no right way to do your 20s. And there's also no way to get through them without being... Without making mistakes. Filled with regret for yeah. various things, you know? It's I think so all the time about who I would be now if I started hiking and all the things mm-hmm. that I do and meditating when I was 23 and mm-hmm. not when I was 28... I don't get a chance to meet that person. I'm glad that I'm this person that I am now. Go to New York. Mm-hmm. In-state tuition is going to keep existing. You can go back if you want. You can also, it sounds like, ditch this boyfriend you don't care about. Also, like, <laughs> debt in my head is like, everyone has it at this point. Yes. And especially if you're going into debt for something that is considered an investment in yourself. Right. I don't consider that debt yeah and i know that's girl math <laughs> to a fault because i do that every time i take a trip i'm like well i'm gonna be a cooler person exactly, afterwards. i'm exactly. going to germany and it's gonna change my life <laughs> i am living to be the eccentric uncle who yeah. picks his 18 year old niece up at the airport or whatever mm-hmm. and then we just spend all week in gossiping and i go well you want to know what your father was really like when he was a kid no let me tell you a thing You're or two right i'm so excited now honey do not put this in the machine okay i got it in Turkey. Right. <laughs> you're going to have to hand wash it, which means you're going to have to learn how to I hand wash, wash it. it. Yes. That is the uncle I want to be. So what I'm trying to say is like, you're so lucky to have a fire and a passion for mm-hmm. something. I think we both also know people who are like, who are like, I wish I had a bit more of a direction. I wish I had a bit more of a North Star to run to. Today, as part of class, I swear to God, it was aligned to the curriculum. I showed my two of my periods the monologue from Fleabag where she goes, I just want someone to tell me what to do and what to think and what to wear and what to find funny and what to, to what is right and what is wrong. Like, I just want someone to tell me what to do because I think I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And like all the kids are watching it and studying it for like the elements of a scene that I've instructed them to. Yeah. But I'm in the back like, you don't even get it right now because you have loads of people telling you what to do. It's... And then one day they're all going to go away. <laughs> and you're going to have to be the one that says, no, we eat a vegetable this month. <laughs> it's really true. It's really true. And like, I I never had, I don't think I had really a choice in like where I go to college for a whole slew of reasons. But also I was so, when it came to picking where I wanted to apply for jobs, I was so picky about it. And that was one thing that me and my mom disagreed on a lot because my mom was like, you need to get, go wherever the jobs are. And I was like, I will I would rather die. I would <laughs> I rather die. I have a degree die. from one of the best engineering schools in the country. I can wait. I would rather <laughs> die than than do that because I had had two internships at this point, one of which was in Rhode Island, which was great. I got to spend time. Sure. All my extended family is on the East Coast, so I got to spend time with them. But I also realized beach life, not for me, not for more than a couple weeks. Right. You know, like I love the beach. It's just not the same as like being here and like where the mountains are and like that's i'm a mountain girly (laughs) and so i had like three places in my head where i would accept a job and that was like here or like 
Oregon, Washington. Sure. That was it. <laughs> that was it. End of list. That was the end of my list. And my mom was like, you need to extend your options. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's 2020. The jobs are limited. Right. It'll be fine. Um, I'm a woman in STEM. I'm a woman. Bunsen burner. <laughs> on. On. And my second internship was in Oklahoma. And oh. I, the reason I am able to drink whiskey straight <laughs> is I shit you not because of that job. Because me and one of my friends... Nick mm-hmm. and I love him dearly. I should actually text him. I haven't talked to him in a while. I love him so much. He's happening now. Stay tuned. He lives in he lives in Texas. I think uh, he was a year younger than me. Um, but we were, one day we like looked at each other and we were like, "Let's learn to drink whiskey straight." <laughs> That's such a nuts thing. He also experience. learned how to drink vodka straight that summer, dear friend. There was nothing to do, and I was like, I would literally rather eat my own arm than be somewhere that is this boring. And so. So here's the thing. Go what makes you happy. The location is so important. And if I can actually say this, here's a little bit of lore. Uh, Here's a bit of lore about my own own life. Um, It is so okay to make a decision that ends up being, I don't want to say a mistake, but not what you want it to be, and then immediately changing it. I've talked, referenced a couple times, that before I lived here in Colorado and was Mm -hmm. teaching here, I lived in California for a year. And I loved California. And like any little gay boy who grew up in the Midwest, Mm -hmm. as I was finishing up my senior year of college, I got a job offer from a school out in California. And it was just a yes. It was an immediate yes. Yeah, why not? You know, I thought I knew a little bit about the community, but it was like, yes, get me to California. And I moved to a beautiful community that was also very rural and, um, you know, had had a, a social life, but wasn't what I was looking for. You know, yeah. I was probably looking for Manhattan, and mm-hmm. I found myself in what felt a lot more like Manhattan, Kansas. Midwestern yeah. girlies get it. Yeah. Anyways, I remember having this terrible, oh, I guess breakdown, maybe for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. that December, January, the year after I graduated college, because I thought I had done everything right, and I had stayed in state, and I had gotten the degree, and that wasn't a bad thing. I loved oh, going yeah. to the university. But I thought I had clicked all the boxes, and then I got a job out in California, and I was four months into it, and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Miserable in a way that was far more profound than I was talking about with when people asked me how yeah. I was. And that then also meant I had to accept that Maybe I hadn't made a mistake, but that the decision I made wasn't one that I was willing to stand by anymore. And they had to change. And then I, through a series of events, got a job in Denver and my life really started. And I'm so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And I think back to that time in California now and it makes me laugh and it makes me chuckle and I don't want to go do it again, but I'm thankful for that experience. Yeah. None of your decisions are permanent unless you want them to be. Exactly. Especially when it's like, do I move to the city when I'm a young 20-something? Mm-hmm. So do it. And whatever this version is for you, dear listener, do it as well. And this isn't New Year's gas trying to hype you up. This is two people who were very specific about the kind of place they wanted to live in Mm -hmm. and um, are grateful that we lived there. And I also had so many friends in high school that ended up going to out-of-state colleges that ended up coming back by their sophomore or junior year because they were either miserable or hated it. And granted, for all of those people that I know, there's that many people that went out of state for jobs or college or whatever and ended up loving it right. and stayed there. Right. And so you won't know until you know, right? And right. like you can hear anecdotal stories all you want and nothing's going to really tell you what to do until you know what to do. Right. And if something's pulling you to New York, babes, you got to go. Got to go to New York. Yeah. And that's coming from a person too who 
loved the state school mm-hmm. in their hometown that they went to. Like, mm-hmm. it's just 100% where your heart lies. And I think the reason I was so, like, kind of iffy on whether or not, like, they should or not, it's really, it's, oh, like, people have different values, right? You know, some some cultures, some families are more, like, family-oriented and are, like, more sure. geared towards that, um, I don't know, kind of, like, staying where the family is. But, uh I don't know. I have one more story yeah. to share in relation to this. So I think part of the reason why when I was in California mm-hmm. that I knew it wasn't what I wanted was one, I kept spending so much time driving up to San Francisco. <laughs> so much time, so much gas. The Golden Gate Bridge was exactly, exactly almost to the minute, two hours from my oh front my door until your car started yeah. to cross it. And it was actually really funny too. Uh, the Golden Gate Bridge has a license plate reader and then yeah. it just sends the toll huh? to where it's registered at. <laughs> which when I was 22 and just out of college was still my parents' house. Nice. And so they would occasionally receive in the mail, oh, Grant was at the Golden Gate Bridge a week or two ago oh, or whatever. Fun. That was funny. <laughs> Anyways, before any of that, I had gone to New York for a conference when I was junior, senior in college. Mm-hmm. I'm 20, 21, 22. I'm in that range. Mm-hmm. And I'm visiting two of my cousins that live up there. And these are cousins from the cool side of the family. Ooh. I mean, love all my family, but these are the cousins that moved to New York, you know? They are and the cool cousins. They're the cool cousins. That's yeah. a hard title to be. It's hard because it's either, it's New York City, and right. that's the cool cousins. And it's like weird backcountry New York. Right, and upstate. that can quickly become the weird cousins. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so like, ooh, weird, no cell phone service here, huh? Hmm. <laughs> These were the cool cousins. One of them worked for the Metropolitan Opera. I forget exactly what the other one did, but they're very cool. And we're in Koreatown having dinner at like 11 p.m., which is, yeah. I, I'm going to the University of Nebraska. That is not a, that is bedtime. Even and, going from Denver, like yeah, downtown Denver yeah. to New York City, I was like, why is a shawarma place open? It's 1 a.m. <laughs> what is that family with small babies doing <laughs> at this 9 p.m. sitting of this Italian place? New York, you're beautiful. But um, uh, we're at this Korean restaurant and we're chatting and it's like super late and I'm delirious and their night's just starting Mm -hmm. and they order a round of sake for the table and they pour it and you know, rice wine, it's warm rice wine. So it's in just the tiny little cups, Mm -hmm. but I'm not the one that poured it. So I'm unaware that it's warm Mm, and I'm only starting to get hints of the warmth from my fingertips that are holding the small little cup. And we all go up to like cheers and we're like toast and we're bringing it to our lip. And I don't know what possesses me, but before it touches my face, I go, wait, is this like a sipping thing? Or are we all about to shoot this? Cause I'm brand new and it's the first time I've ever been in New York or anything. Yeah, you have to know. Exactly. And my cousins go, Oh, sip it. It's like really hot. And I went, (laughs) I almost made a horrible mistake. (laughs) I had only ever been served shooter things in a container this size. Yes, exactly. It was supposed to immediately go down. And I almost like... Sake is a confusing drink for Americans. Almost (laughs) scolded my entire mouth. But I have wonderful cousins. It was a fantastic time. Years Mm. later, my dad found out everything that happened on that trip. Nothing too scandalous, but probably... More scandalous than a lot he e- was expecting. A lot easier to hear when your son's sitting in front of you in the light of the day mm. back in Nebraska and not in the big city with his cousins. Um, yeah, that's fair. So New York, you treated us well. Um, yeah, I loved, oh, I loved New York. I did not go on the trip to New York with you. Do you have any mm. final anecdotes? Because I think I'm now fresh out of New York content. Um, I don't, I've been to, this is like my second time in New York City now. Sure. And I, I love it. I don't think I could do more than like, 
two weeks there, probably wow. tops, just because I, I get claustrophobic mm. a little bit. And I remember that distinctly. The first time I went was in high school for like a high school spring break trip. Sure. And um, I just remember by the end, I was like, my social battery was completely worn out because I was like rooming with like my high school friends. And um, it, just, it, it is a dirty city. Like, I love you. I love Rats you so pigeons. much. Yeah, it's, it is It is kind of a lot. And it never ends. <laughs> like, things are going on at all hours of the day. But Broadway makes it all worth it. Um, we saw three shows while we were there. Yeah. We saw um, Hadestown, Hamilton, and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which Hadestown I loved. Uh, it was fucking amazing and like the music the direction <laughs> the choreography everything like it like that we watched Hadestown and Hamilton in the same day and I cried twice in that day <laughs> <laughs> it was just like so freaking good and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child I will say like the story isn't particularly good the effects absolutely fucking mm. worth it like it is like there were several times where even like Casey and I who did theater work like in high school right. mainly like Casey he did more of like the bigger kind of effects he was he, a tech guy yeah. yeah he was a tech guy he like kind of understood more of it but even after that we were like I still don't know how they did some right, of that how they pulled it all off. like it looked like the movies like it looked like you were sitting in the movies and you're like these people are actually like how, where did they go where did they go <laughs> what do you mean what do you, what, what what do you, what do you mean? mean and it's also um, there is a queer like love story and it's not Love like that. it's not very explicit but it's alright I'll watch it it's <laughs> obvious right and I like if you're gonna I think you can watch it on like Amazon Prime or something and it definitely won't have the same effect as seeing it live just cause like the effects are so bananas sure. and I think it is going on a North American tour here soon so if you can watch it absolutely would like I can't even stress I did not I was not impressed by the story but like the fucking effects were so cool and they're all the time and there's at intermission um I was texting Kelsey who's a big Harry Potter fan and I was like holy fucking shit what <laughs> and she's like are you at intermission are you in the lobby and I was like yeah she was like did you see they changed all of the merch and all the decor to dark mark stuff like the dark mark like Voldemort oh, okay. dark mark at they there's a time turner involved in the plot and so okay. at some point they they mess with stuff and when they come back to the present time every like Voldemort's Things still alive okay. and so there's dark mark but when you go into the lobby they've changed all the decor all of like the merch all the drinks all of the screens and everything are completely different it's just like the attention to detail that like really satisfying really you. fucking <laughs> really scratched my itches and um I feel like I've talked too much about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, but Hades Town. I Hades Town. I've been singing for like the last two weeks. So yeah, I remember we were in uh, New Year's Eve celebrations, and I was still hearing Hades Town. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I like. I there's not enough to say about it. Like it's just a phenomenal story sure. and phenomenal musical. And Jordan Fisher's in it right now. He was off while I was there, but it's fine. He's like a, he's not a, I don't want to say he's a Disney star because he's not, but he was in like two All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I get it. And I also mourn with you. I, I want know. You to know. I that saw too. him in the, in the program <laughs> and I was like, it's Jordan Fisher. And Casey was like, who's that? And I like Googled him really quick to make sure I was like, right. And I was like, it's Jordan Fisher. And he like looked at the little insert and he was like, he's not here. And I was like, <laughs> a like, little sheet of paper falls out and he's like, oh no. And I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, New York was amazing. And yeah, we went to the Met. Casey uh, and I argued about 
Jackson Pollock, who mm. I think is who you despise, really hate, and <laughs> and Casey, whose apparently favorite thing is whimsy, loves. He loves whimsy and he loves Jackson Pollock, and I just can't disagree with him more on that. But that's love, you know. You disagree with love is also things. Mo who heaps. Oh, those are your slippers. Never those mind. Are my slippers. Keep, oh, is that why I, you keep looking under I the kept table? I kept thinking I was tapping Mo and surprised that they weren't like reacting at all or oh, anything. No, it's, it's been your slippers. It's my slippers for like a whole hour. <laughs> Okay, that's actually kind of really crazy news here. Last thing I wanted to ask. Yes. Since this is the first episode of 2024. Oh, yeah. And uh, the holidays are kind of officially now behind Mm -hmm. us. Are you excited to be back in your routine? Yes, I feel like I haven't really gotten there yet because uh, it's like the third day back from Breck. And the first day back from Breck, Casey and I went on a walk because I thought I was okay. And I felt like his (laughs) ailing mother, she was taking to on her daily walk to the park. uh, I kept trying to talk to him and couldn't stop coughing. And he was like, why don't we just focus on breathing? Why don't we just kind of sit down for a second and then immediately turn back around? (laughs) He was like, do you need to go home? And I was like, no! Do you need to sit right here as I go get the car to bring you home? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. That's yeah. fine. I am thrilled to be back in my routine. Mm-hmm. It is crazy how much I feel like I'm a creature of habit, and it's just nice to be back, too. Yeah, it feels nice good. to stuff. Including this. And we will be um, doing next week's episode here soon. And yeah. the theme is... Law and disorder. Law and disorder. As soon as you texted... It was one of the few times as soon as you texted me, I was like, okay, I got it. <laughs> I absolutely have it. I'm excited. You should be. I am yeah. too. Um, until I then, need to friends. Pee, so you do this little perfect fun thing. Um, until then, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we have a PO box which you can find somewhere online, I believe. Linktree. Link it's in the Linktree. Uh, you can find us on social media at uh, TikTok. We are Well I Laughed on Instagram. We are Well I Laughed, and on YouTube and Facebook, we are Well I Laughed Podcast. You can also email us at wellilaughedpod at gmail.com and we have additional content on our Patreon if you're interested in joining that as well. Until then, we hope you had a wonderful time with us. Um, Sorry if this wasn't the typical structure that you're used to. Maya and I, I think, are also definitely coming out of the holidays. But we hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, well, we laughed. (laughs) And it's been forever since we've said that. Bye! I don't know how to turn off the mic. <laughs> That's staying. Good. <laughs>